0: Real Life presents the Jack Hibbs Podcast, with intention and boldness to proclaim truth, equip the saints, and impact our culture.
1: Our nation needs a revival not only in its churches, but in its government. Remember church, government is given by God. Politics is what man does to it.
0: You can get the outlines of this podcast by going to jackhibbs.com slash Today, if this podcast lifts you up and encourages you to live a more fulfilled life in Christ, then make sure you leave us one of those five-star ratings. To us, that's like saying amen or yes. Then that rating will encourage others to listen. Now open your hearts to what God's word has to say to you. Here is Jack Hibbs.
1: When the scripture says that we are free, it echoes our nation's birthing documents When it says, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. What a statement. That's treasonous to most countries at the time. And they were endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. Jefferson is announcing that everyone, including the king and the king of any realm, is subject to a greater king. That God has made all men equal. Listen, we don't get this in America because we're spoiled rotten. We understand that we're all equal. We don't check anyone's pedigree. Oh, what, what bloodline are you? Oh, you're the descendant of who? We don't care. Because they understood that God had created man. From the pauper in London to the king on his throne. Our nation's documents said they're the same people in the eyes of God. And the crown didn't like it. And he gave us this love and this pursuit that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Sam Adams said this, We have this day restored the sovereign. There it is. You see those two words, the sovereign? Sam Adams wrote it just like that. He's stressing it, Sam Adams. We have this day restored the sovereign to whom alone men ought to be obedient. He reigns in heaven, and from the rising to the setting sun, may his kingdom come. Samuel Adams, not the beer guy. That's his dad. We're talking about his son here, Sam Adams, the patriot. The sovereign. Do you hear what they were saying? That the king is not God. God is God. What a radical thought. Can you imagine today... Do you realize that this message that I'm speaking to you is pure, biblically based, and historically accurate, and I have proof text, but in our culture today, we are so far from our birth document that what I'm saying right now would be considered treasonous or uh, an insurrection type of speech. Sam Adams would be here today saying, right on. No, he wouldn't say right on. He would say, huzzah, huzzah. That's what they would say. We have fallen asleep in many cases. So what our founding fathers envisioned regarding all men being created equal, it took quite some time to finally win that out. God bless Abraham Lincoln and many who came to that challenge. But Lincoln professed that he had a profound burden to honor the Declaration of Independence and the U.S. Constitution. Isn't that amazing? He wanted, if you allow me to say this, he wanted to... Uh, make America great again because it had slipped so far. Slavery was still among the southern states and it was a sore upon this nation. Basically, Lincoln said, not on my watch. We're going to finish what our founding fathers gave us. Some of our students need to remember that. By the way, in 1644, a pastor, some of us have his books, by the name of Samuel Rutherford, wrote a book called Lex Rex. Lex Rex is Latin. You see, Lex Rex is the word switched because the king of England said Rex Lex, not Lex Rex. Rex Lex is the king is the law in Latin. Samuel Rutherford preached a sermon and said, "No, the law is king." By the way, he was almost killed for that. He had to flee for his life. Right now you and I are in a nation that was founded upon the fact that it's not based upon, listen to this, cuz boy have I been hearing a lot of trash and you you have too on media today in the news. The Supreme Court should reverse the decision on Roe v. Wade. That was wrong. They need to listen to the will of the people. Listen, that's that's Rex Lex. Rex Lex is the mob rules. The people rule. The king rules. Did you know that our constitution was created in such a way where it's Lex Rex? The law rules. You understand how beautiful this is? In In a real constitutional republic that we used to have, Even if a politician broke the law, they were given the same sentence that you and I would receive. Why? Because the law rules in America. Do you see how far we've departed? Our nation needs a revival, not only in its churches, but in its government. Remember, church, government is given by God. Politics is what man does to it. There's a struggle. There's a great struggle. There's a great struggle now. That's what we're involved in. What our founding fathers gave us, we are to continue on in the defense of it. Some go to war. Some are vigil, watching over. And some of us are here on the ground, as it were, in our communities, in our school boards, in our local governments, in the PTA, in our worldview that we share, in our Employment, or at our school, and our campus. When I talk about the struggle, the great struggle, I'm talking about the one that's here and right now that you and I live in. What was proclaimed and held up in the Bible regarding our past, now you and I are living in our modern day moment. We're the ones that someday somebody will say, weren't they funny dressed in those clothes? Did they know they were making history? And what will the history be that we make? That we recover this nation because we're still breathing? Or do we do as Reagan warned about, that we are willing to live as slaves as long as you just give us our bread and our morsel, just keep us alive. No longer any pursuit to strive and to work hard for something, but to receive government handouts until you rot away into nothing. Do you understand that when things are doled out to you, your creativity evaporates? That when things are handed out to you, you don't know what you love or what you hate? When things are handed out to you, there's nothing to fight for anymore. There's no reason to get out of bed. When I first went to Russia in the 1990s, all you see is Russian women and children all over the place, and you ask, Where are the men? And they were all drunk. Drunk. Drunk on what? Drunk on free government vodka. And what do we have today? We have a system that is keeping our culture drugged. If it's not fentanyl, it's the U.S. dollar. Just stay home. Do nothing with your life. You're way easier to control if you just listen to what we tell you. Ben Franklin said in 1773, There never was a good war or a bad peace. But one thing is certain they understood that liberty and freedom was the greatest thing that could ever happen. There's always a struggle for control, people. It's happening right now. You're in the midst of it, if you realize it or not. You're the prize. Did you know that? You're the one that everybody, so to speak, wants to date. You're the one they want to take out. I don't mean take out and shoot. I mean take out and indoctrinate. And in every culture, by the way, the last stand in the Western world before the culture either surrendered to Islam or socialism was the church. And I'm not a prophet, but I'm saying today that the last stand right now to me is evident. When we have few churches in this nation that are standing... The end draweth near. Wherever you may be in your church, you need to demand that your pastor speak the truth, no matter what it costs. You need to make that demand. There's the struggle for control. There's the struggle over destiny. President George Washington, in his first inaugural address, April 30th, 1787, 1787, Wall Street, New York City. No people can be bound to acknowledge and adore the invisible hand which conducts the affairs of men more than the people of the United States. Every step by which they have advanced to the character of any independent nation seems to have been distinguished by some token of providential agency. I love that. When you look up providential agency or the word providence, some people say, they didn't believe in God, they believed in providence. Don't, please, if that's what you think, don't ever say that again, because you expose your ignorance. Don't say it again. <laughs> the founding fathers in Old English uses the word providence to mean a very involved act of God. Instead of them keeping keep saying, a very involved act of God, they would use the word providence saw us through. A very involved act of God. That's what it means. I worship, you worship, a very involved act of God. He's involved in the affairs of men. Why? Because listen, there's a destiny. There's a destiny known to God. It's up to you and I to find it out. God governs in the affairs of men, but how he does it is that he uses man to fulfill his plans. There's a destiny. Not one of us or an accident, nor is your life. With all due respect and affection, stop whining about your life. Honestly, just stop it. You know what, listen, you're too valuable to God. Stop whining about the past, just stop it. No matter what, just stop it. Stop it, grab hold of God and hang on and go forward because let me tell you, there's a destiny and being a victim is not it. Our founding fathers could have said, oh my goodness, British, the Crown of England's upset with us, and oh, what did we do? We won't? Well, we crossed the line somewhere we need to go fight. No. Know what's right. Stand upon that. And the beautiful thing about standing upon God's word is that you'll always be right. Think of that. This sounds arrogant. I didn't say that. I said, if you obey God's word, you'll always be right. He gets the glory. God blesses obedience. If everything's, if something, is there something impossible in your life and you're a believer? God's got a destiny for your life. You ought to say, wow, this is an impossible thing. Let's see what God does with this. Don't, don't cave in. And then finally under this particular point is the struggle for good. Are we not involved in a struggle for good? Our kids are under attack. Our kids are being stolen by the public and political system of our state and nation. Your children, you brought them into the world. You've paid for them. You've loved them. And the state says they have authority over them. And listen, where they don't, they steal. There are things going on in your children's life that the system doesn't let you know about. It's absolutely amazing. We are in the grip of tyranny and it's happened so gently and slowly that some of you might argue that we're not. That's how sinister it's been. Its grip is on you, and you're turning blue, and you don't even feel it. When the government says you will shut down your business, that doesn't, listen, you understand that's the government condemning someone's livelihood? That is the destruction of your family, the destruction, listen, watch, I'm gonna prove a point here right now. If you own a little restaurant and you've got it going and and you're gonna plant, you you built it and you plan on handing it over to your kids when, when it's time and the government comes in and says, no, it's over. We're not allowing you, we're gonna chain your door shut. That's exactly what happens in communist countries. And according to our nation's laws, no one can do that to us for no reason. But even as I say that, you had a but in your mind. Well, but. We have never been running this low on freedom and liberty in this nation since England ruled the day. President Franklin Roosevelt said, Let us never forget the government is ourselves and not an alien power over us. The ultimate rulers of our democracy are not a president and senators and congressmen and government officials, but the voters of this country. Wow. President Gerald Ford said a government big enough to give you everything you want is a government big enough to take from you everything you have. That is the government of today. And then finally we end here. There will be a conclusion. When in the course of human events. And I stress the word course. A course has a beginning and an ending. And there's an end. There's an end according to the Bible to every nation on the face of the earth. There's an end. And yet we read the Bible and we see where God spares nations who repent of their sins and he grants them grace. What terrifies my soul, the Bible says, what, to whom much is given, much is required. And no nation has had as much as us. Abraham Lincoln said on January 27th, 1837, at what point then? Is the approach of danger to be expected? I answer, if it ever reach us, it must spring up amongst us. It cannot come from abroad. If destruction be our lot, we must ourselves be its author and finisher. As a nation of free men, we must live through all time or die by suicide. The book of Hosea says in chapter 10, verse 12, sow for yourselves righteousness. It just simply means do the right thing. Talked about the past, talked about the present, and what will be our future. I'm going to ask you right now to listen to the future. I'm going to have a young lady come out here who represents the future. And you think about that for a moment.
2: The American War for Independence ended on September 3rd, 1783. Then began the political battles over the Constitution, state rights, foreign affairs, and so much more. Part of the brilliance of our founding fathers is that they empowered our government to change and adjust. We can add amendments and take them away, elect new leaders, staging a bloodless revolution every two to four years. Our founding fathers knew that even though the war had ended, the fight for righteousness will forever continue. The 1860s were defined by the Civil War, brother against brother, and when the war was won and the South slavery had ended, it was now illegal for one man to own another. A century later, the fight for equal rights was finally won and amended into the Constitution. Soon came the fight for women's rights. A decade later was the fight for the life of the unborn. We are still in this fight today. We are fighting for life, for justice for all, for fair treatment and non-discrimination, for personal rights, for state rights, for medical rights and school choice rights, for parental rights, for children's rights, and protection over little eyes, minds, and bodies. We Americans are in the fight of our lives. The decisions that you make today will define the lives of your children's tomorrow. Do not give up this fight. I'm 17, I can't vote yet, but I still have to live in this world that you have the power to create. Pray, vote, stand up for righteousness. Do not be silenced by the world and popular media. Do not blindly follow lies or tie your own hands in hopelessness. What are you afraid to lose? I understand that you may be tired of this fight. You've been debating the same politics for years. But in Matthew 11:28 28 through 30, Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and I will give you rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Do not let tiredness or fear be the winner of this war instead be an example for the next generation just as you look back on the founding fathers and admire their tenacity courage and sacrifice be someone that my generation can look up to be bold and courageous be moral and upright in all that you do show love and compassion to those who don't get it pray for change be discerning in your actions be good stewards to this country that God has given you do not give up this fight. We are Americans, and the fight must go on.
0: This Jack Hibbs podcast, as well as all the broadcast outreach opportunities, are listener-supported. Will you consider partnering with us through a special gift? Go to jackhibbs.com to learn more and stay connected.
1: Real life,